0: This is the Advocatus Intipitati Podcast with Matt Lohr, Episode 8. Hello, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Advocatus Intipitati Podcast, released on Monday, the 21st of October, 2019. I am your host, Matt Lohr, here with a selection of privacy news stories in the first half, followed by a discussion of cross-border transfers under the GDPR in the second half. In a surprising turn of events, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has negotiated a new Brexit deal with the EU. If approved by both the British and European parliaments, the EU's General Data Protection Regulation, or GDPR, would continue to apply in the UK until the end of 2020, allowing the free flow of personal data between them. The European Commission would endeavour to make a finding that the UK provides adequate protection before the end of that transition period, and the UK would make the same effort with respect to the EU. There is no guarantee that such efforts will be completed in time, however. It is also still not certain whether this new deal will be approved by the British Parliament, nor whether the UK will leave the EU on October 31st as scheduled. Over the weekend, the British Parliament approved an amendment withholding approval of the deal until its implementing legislation was passed. Johnson then sent a letter to the EU requesting an extension in compliance with the BEN Act passed by Parliament last month, but omitted his signature. He separately sent a signed letter saying that he believed another delay would be a mistake. With Brexit possibly only 10 days away, the legality of cross-channel data transfers hangs on the UK's increasingly dysfunctional politics. California Governor Gavin Newsom approved a series of amendments to the California Consumer Privacy Act. Among the changes were a one-year delay in employee data falling within the CCPA's protections, subject to further debate in the next legislative session. Other bills clarify that class action lawsuits may only be brought for data breaches where the data were unencrypted, exempting data is shared between auto dealers and manufacturers for recall purposes from an opt-out of sale, and exempting any information lawfully obtained from government databases. From the CCPA's reach. There were also a number of technical amendments fixing errors or adding clarifying language. Senator Ron Wyden of Oregon, who has a long history of advocating for privacy, just introduced his latest data protection bill titled the Mind Your Own Business Act. It's notable for introducing criminal penalties of 10 or even 20 years imprisonment for corporate officials who make willful misrepresentations to the Federal Trade Commission. It would also match the GDPR's limit on financial penalties of 4% of annual revenue. It would create a national do-not-track system to allow consumers to opt out of data sharing and targeted advertising. It would also require companies who offer free products conditioned on such sharing to instead offer a privacy-friendly version of their product for which they could charge a reasonable fee, but certain low-income Americans would be exempt. The FTC would also get funding to hire 175 more staff. But privacy advocates shouldn't rejoice just yet, as Wyden's latest bill will likely share the same fate as his previous efforts, dead on arrival. This week I'm going to talk about restrictions on cross-border transfers under the GDPR. Laid out in Articles 44 to 50, the general rule is that personal data protected by the GDPR may not be processed in, or transferred with the intent to process to, a third country. Okay, first question. What is a third country? You may very well think that a third country is a country that is not a member of the European Union. And you would almost be right. You see, the European project is like a club with several tiers of membership. The highest tier is the European Union. EU member states are tightly integrated economically and legally. Then comes the European Economic Area, comprised of EU member states in Iceland, Norway, and Liechtenstein. The EEA countries are bound by many of the same laws and regulations as the EU, but not others, like the Common Fisheries Policy. This is important to countries like Iceland and Norway, where fishing is a major part of the economy. Why is Liechtenstein in this tier? It might be because they have a hereditary monarch who can veto any law and dismiss the government, or it might be that they're the same size and population as my alma mater. At any rate, the applicable treaties provide that any EU legislation deemed to be relevant to the EEA goes through an approval process to become law in those countries too. This happened for the GDPR, so for its purposes we can treat those countries as being in the EU. What about Switzerland? Ever the neutral country, Switzerland is neither a member of EU nor the EEA, but rather of a lower tier called the European Free Trade Area. The GDPR does not apply in Switzerland, and so it is a third country. Never fear, however, as data can flow freely to Switzerland under an adequacy decision, which I'll discuss next. Under Article 45 of the GDPR, the European Commission, the executive arm, is empowered to make a finding that a third country, a territory, or one or more specified sectors within that third country or the international organization in question ensures an adequate level of protection. That's another point. These restrictions also apply to international organizations. That hasn't come up in my line of work. But ostensibly, if you're going to transfer personal data to the United Nations or the Sovereign Military Order of Malta, you'll need to follow the same rules. Anyway, once the country in question has an adequacy decision, you can transfer personal data there without taking any additional steps. As of this recording... Those countries are Andorra, Argentina, Canada, but only for commercial organizations, the Faroe Islands, Guernsey, Israel, the Isle of Man, Japan, Jersey, New Zealand, Switzerland, Uruguay, and the United States of America, but only for those organizations participating in the Privacy Shield framework. What's that? Privacy Shield is a self-certification regime for American companies administered by the Department of Commerce. Participating organizations must adopt certain practices, make a public statement of those practices, self-certify those practices to the Department of Commerce, and pay an annual fee. For more information, visit PrivacyShield.gov. What if you want to transfer personal data to a country without an adequacy decision? Well, that's where the fun begins. Article 46 permits such transfers only if appropriate safeguards are employed, and only if enforceable data subject rights and effective legal remedies are available. One is Standard Data Protection Clauses, otherwise called Standard Contractual Clauses, SCCs, or Model Clauses. These are a set of contractual clauses adopted by the European Commission that when signed between two entities allow the transfer of data outside the EU. Oftentimes the clauses are in a separate addendum to a contract or a data processing agreement conforming to Article 28. These are by far the easiest way to meet the requirements, though they can be logistically tricky. They're not transitive, so you must make sure that the privity follows the data flows. A transfer from your customer in the EU to a subsidiary in the EU to the parent company in Australia would be covered by an agreement between the subsidiary and the parent company, but a transfer directly from the customer to Australia would not. Keeping the agreements up to date with changes in corporate structure is a challenge for many multinationals. That sounds like a lot of work. What about binding corporate rules? Defined in Article 47, they allow a multinational to lay out a consistent set of rules for handling personal data that applies to their entire group of undertakings. But binding corporate rules are rarely used. Only a few dozen companies have gone this route. Why? Because of the first line of Article 47. The competent supervisory authority shall approve. Adopting BCRs requires them to be approved by the supervisory authority. This can be a long and expensive process requiring the engagement of outside counsel with specific experience in this area. Many companies are also not so keen on inviting a supervisory authority to scrutinize their practices at this point either. Article 46 also makes references to codes of conduct or certification mechanisms, but each of these must be approved by a supervisory authority or the European Data Protection Board, and to my knowledge none of them currently exist. In fact, some EU countries submitted recent comments as part of the EU Commission's required report under Article 97, but these provisions were not useful as currently defined. So is that it? Well, no. We also have Article 49, which provides that transfers can take place under a few more circumstances. First is the explicit consent of the data subject after being informed of the possible risks. That's explicit consent, so no burying it in the terms and conditions. The next two are about contracts. The first allows it where it is necessary for the performance of a contract between the data subject and the controller. The second is where it is necessary for the conclusion or performance of a contract concluded in the interest of a data subject between the controller and another natural or legal person. Note that while the first provision tracks a legal basis for processing under Article 6, the second one is new. But in both cases, the supervisory authorities construe necessary narrowly, only in the absence of realistic, less intrusive alternatives should an organization rely on this. Other circumstances include important reasons of public interest, where necessary for the establishment, exercise, or defense of legal claims, and vital interests, but only where the data subject is physically or legally incapable of giving consent. In today's highly interconnected world, these restrictions can be a minefield to navigate. One area where I see recurring issues is with Microsoft Azure's Cosmos DB and its geo-replication features. Switch them on and Cosmos DB will automatically replicate your data in Azure regions around the world. Developers love this for performance and availability, but when used for personal data, it flies in the face of the GDPR's restrictions on cross-border transfers of data. Perhaps in the future, more countries will adopt strong data protection legislation, and the European Commission will make many more adequacy determinations, making these restrictions less of an issue. But for now, they are one of the most confusing and costly requirements of a GDPR. Well, that's all for now. Until next week, thanks for listening.